Hi, I'm Kara Sellers, and this is Legal Clothes Vodcast Simply Real Estate. I have attorney Richard Lawrence here, and today we're going to talk about taking title to real estate. Thank you, Kara. So taking title to real estate is really one of the most important questions that we can ask of buyers at the beginning. Um, when we get a contract in, we want to know what their goals and objectives are mm -hmm. in order to direct them as to how to take title to real estate. Are there standard methods for taking title to real estate? So when it comes to an individual, it's pretty clean and simple. An individual would take title, obviously, in their individual name or maybe in the name of a trust that they mm -hmm. are a beneficiary of or potentially an LLC that they own wholly. Those are easy discussions because at the end of the day, it's just one person. There's, you know, there's not different interests that are associated with the property. And so um, those discussions are very easy. It's just an understanding of what's their goal and objective with respect to the property. Is it investment? Mm -hmm. Is it mm -hmm. their homestead? Um, when it comes to multiple parties, that can be a much more uh, difficult discussion because the analysis requires a little more detail. What are the complexities of a multiple party in ownership? So having multiple owners as um, in real estate is really can be very complex or it can be quite easy if they're related parties. But ultimately, you have to have uh, a discussion with those multiple parties so that they understand that at some point in time, there very well could be differences of opinion or interest mm -hmm. in how expenses are dealt with, um, who gets the right to use the property, uh, how do I get rid of my interest, or right. what happens if someone passes. So now instead of having a single person own the property, whether through a trust or entity um, or individually, with multiple parties, the interest alignment can vary at different stages of ownership. And so you have to walk through that analysis with a multiple party structure and understand, look, what is your objective? Now, if it's a, a, you know, a parent and a child buying real estate, that's an easier discussion um, than it would be, say, three people going into an investment property. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when you have multiple owners, what we can say is, all right, do you want to be tenants in common with each other? Do you want to own it individually and own each of your interests as tenants in common? Mm -hmm. Which is one way to basically say, I have an undivided interest. So with three people, they would each have one third ownership and their interest would pass through their estate if they passed away. If they wanted to sell it, they could only sell that third. Um, so what we usually say in a multiple party situation is, let's form an LLC Let's own the property through the LLC structure. And now each of you potentially own your third interest or whatever mm -hmm. you've contributed to the property. And now you have a manager. And so that manager has authority to do a lot of things. And if, if there's decisions to be made with respect to the property, maybe it's a majority interest so that only two of you need to make a decision yeah. in order to impact the entire property. And so when it comes to multiple ownership, there's just a lot more discussions to be had about the objectives and goals and responsibilities of the parties. Perfect. How is the homestead tax exemption impacted by ownership? Uh, that's a good question, too. So, uh, again, if you are an individual, um, you know, owning individually is, is perfect for homestead purposes. When you have it in a trust, that is also generally fine with respect to homestead, although it would need to be an analyzed uh, further. Uh, if it's in an LLC, you can't get homestead, so it has to be owned either in a trust or in an individual name. Multiple party structure, if they're married and they own it individually as husband and wife or as spouses, 
um, then they're fine for homestead purposes. If they own it in a trust, that can be problematic. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that in future vodcasts with respect to homestead. Um, when you own homestead property in a trust and, and you have a, you're survived by a spouse, having in a trust could be problematic. So that's a discussion that we have. And of course, again, LLCs, you can't have um, ownership of in order to, you know, to get homestead. It has to be either in a trust for which you're the beneficiary of, or you have to own it individually. There is one additional note that I'll say in a multiple party structure. So again, let's take a two owner scenario. Mm -hmm. If you have two owners and they own the property as tenants in common, let's say 50-50 ownership, one of those persons goes and gets the homestead exemption or seeks the homestead exemption, they can only get the homestead tax benefit and exemption for 50%, their ownership interest. Now, if you take those same two parties and you make them joint tenants with right of survivorship, mm -hmm. which is a survivorship estate with two people, they can, only one person would need to go and they would get the full estate tax, I'm sorry, the, the full homestead tax benefit mm -hmm. Um, because of the joint tenants with right of survivorship um, ownership, they would enjoy the benefit of 100% of the homestead wow. tax exemption. So just in that little bit of analysis, there's a lot going on. So when you have multiple parties, the, the discussion can go on for a little ways as you just kind of get down to the base objectives and then I can, you know, we can guide them mm -hmm. on exactly how to take title. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you, Richard. Thank you guys for tuning in with us today. You can check us out on LegalClothes.com, Spotify, or Instagram. And we look forward to seeing you guys at the next episode. Thank you.